I know this is true. I know this much is true. Tell me. Whatever you're wearing right now, Mack Weldon is better. Now, what if I'm literally wearing Mack Weldon? Because I am. See, that is a loophole that I hadn't considered. Yeah, that's – we need to edit the script because yeah. that is, you know – and also – who's not wearing Mack Weldon at this point? I know. What kind of ding-dong? Joke's on them. Yeah, well, if you don't know, Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. And they have what I'm wearing right now, which is this silver underwear uh, that are naturally antimicrobial, meaning they eliminate odor. They are perfect for the gym. Oh. I've got several pairs. Nice. Not to brag. Nice. If you don't like that first pair, you can keep it and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. Guys, for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code HOMO at checkout. Well, neither of us is really looking to find our next gay relationship. Not at the moment, but we know a lot of our guests are, a lot of our listeners are. Yeah. So. Guess what? Chappie is the app for you. Yeah, you. It's got a little relationship slide. Uh, Okay. You were asking, but I was just going to dive right in and tell you. They have a relationship scale. So you move it to the left if you're looking for something serious, a Uh soulmate, a life partner. Romantic is left. That's all the way to the left. But guess what? Not everybody's looking for that kind of thing. Oh. Sometimes you're looking for something a little more spontaneous. Oh. Just a little little something to get you through the afternoon. And then what do you do? You slide it all the way to the right map. Oh, and that, so I get, so left is romantic, right is horny. That's right. That's right. Chappie's got them both for you. Just download it and find your next gay relationship. Guys, pause this podcast right now. Right now. In fact, search for Chappie in the App Store. That's Chappie, C-H-A-P-P-Y. Or go to the link in our podcast notes. Hey, thanks for unpausing. Dave. Hi, Matt. You've got such a great look going on today. Thank you. I'm going right to the gym after this. Uh, well, you've got a, a bandana on the forehead. Got a little do-rag. Wrapped perfectly. Thank you. With the signature Dave Holmes main, it's just Thank spilling you. over. Spilling over the top. I mean. Keeping it out of my eyes as I run on the treadmill. And. Got, got my Beto shirt on. Beto for Texas. Always a, always an icebreaker, always a conversation starter. In fact, so much so that I forget I'm wearing it and people are just like, yeah, and I don't know what they're And you're like, is, it, is it my headband? Is it my, what is just it? my hair, my yeah. general vibes? What is it? No, it's Beto. Get on the Beto train, America. And you're going to the, the gym after this or you're going for a run? I am going for a run at the gym. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to run on the treadmill. Yeah, I could do it outside. Don't feel like it. Hmm. I'm going to be in the gym. Get that incline going. Get, in. Get that incline. Yeah. Maybe you watch a little MSNBC on mute. Maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. Hard um, to say. What did you – you ran last weekend. I know this yes. because uh, Brian Moylan, who I just was with, yes. saw you yes. uh, in Ma- the, the Manhattan Beach area. Yeah. What yeah. were you doing? Uh, I'm, it's a marathon in two weeks. Friends. Two weeks. Yes. Wow, that came up quick. It came up real quick. Oh shit! So this last one uh, was the—it was like the last really long run of the of the training season, which is twenty miles. You only train up to twenty miles, and then you kind of taper back, and then you do the race. With the, the idea being that like the adrenaline will carry you for the last six, you know, and you don't want to tax your oh, legs right. and joints that much. Um, so yeah, so we did it, and I've been doing it with my friend Matt. 
and we've been doing the really long runs along the Strand in Manhattan and Hermosa and then Redondo and Palos Verdes and all that. And uh, which is great because it's flat and it's a little bit cooler yep. and there's loads of eye candy. There's all kinds of, you know, good looking dudes playing beach volleyball yes, and stuff yes, and yes. having college football parties at their house and drinking, you know, yeah. aluminum cans of Bud Light. Oh. It's uh, – and then – the best part of it is – by the way, I'm doing this for um, a charity called Beyond uh, Type 1 that is uh, – it's a group. Uh, it's like a um, – it's a, it's a website and a, and a community based around type 1 diabetes. It was started by, uh, by Nick Jonas and this guy Ooh. Sam Talbot who is on uh, Top Chef. And it's just about you know breaking down the myths that surround uh, type 1. So anyway, uh, if you want to donate, I'll, we'll do the thing on the, on the Twitter. Yes. To the link. Whatever. But then after it's, after these long runs are over, what we will do then is like recuperate at one of these shitty Hermosa Beach like pier bars. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. right at the end of like Hermosa Beach Avenue, I know. there's well. Sharkies mm-hmm. and there's like you know Slammers with a Z mm-hmm. and uh, and all of these crappy places that I love. Yeah, I'm obsessed. And I, and I just – like the thing is it puts me in – when I first moved to LA, my first place was like a corporate place in Santa Monica. And so I would frequently go down to the beach because I had never really spent a lot of time at the beach. Mm-hmm. And then I would like occasionally end up at a Sharky's or a Slammer's or whatever. Um, and those places – I don't know if you know about this. But like they end up at around let's say 1230, 1 a.m. on a weeknight and probably on a weekend as well. They end up kind of being low-key gay bars. Yeah, yeah. Like gay bars for people who haven't quite figured it out yet or just sort of questioning yes. perhaps. There's a lot of overlap between the straight bro culture yes. of those beach towns yeah. and like like WeHo gay co- where it's like yes. it's a certain like performed masculinity with like a flat brim, like a snapback oh, cap and yes. like a – what's that brand? Like Volcom or something? Yes. Or the, the, like yeah. that, all that stuff, which is gross but also like I'm drawn to it in a weird way. For sure. Yeah. It's very sexy. Yeah, it's very sexy and very dumb. I have I've had a couple. Uh, I dated a couple guys who lived in the a guy who was in the Manhattan Beach area, and then a guy who was in Venice, area, uh-huh. where it was like there, and they were so immersed in that lifestyle, just yeah. unironically and unapologetically. Those guys, yeah. And there was something so ref- it, it was like God, this looks so easy. Yeah, there's a sliding doors yeah. like alternate life I'm having somewhere where I'm. Yeah, where you got world. white socks pulled up all the way. Yeah, yeah, and you uh, and like. You look ten years older because you're always out in the sun. Of course, but I but just uncomplicated. Yeah, just real easy, real simple. So we went back into Sharky's this time around, and uh, it was an actual nightmare. Like it was, Why? it was, it was exactly what it had been. But I am now 15 years older than I was right. then, so it was just like every sport being played on a, on a separate television, all of the volume turned all the way up, just like a bunch of dudes in journey, jerseys and journeys and having their own personal sure, sure, journeys, sure. just yelling at each other and bumping chests and, and just in a way that now as a 47-year-old I find disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But I have my happy memories. I cleaned up at Sharky's back in the day. I'm sure you did. And you, you still could if you wanted to. Maybe. you've grown. Yeah. Always did better at those kinds of places than I would in West Hollywood. I was always too tense in West Hollywood. Well, expectations are lower at a, at a at the end of Hermosa Beach Boulevard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. With a, with a quesadilla in front of you. You know what I mean? Takes the pressure off. Yeah. Anyway, well, what's going on with you? Uh, we have some questions this week. We do that we should address. Uh, we asked on the Twitter. Yeah. If anybody 
just had anything that they wanted to know. Yeah. One person asked, uh, Matthew Park asked, did you guys take time to watch The Connors? I did. And? It was fine. Did you watch the you, – you watched the re- – I saw the first before. two of ro- of the reboot. Yeah, I've seen none of it. Yeah. It was fine. I was never a huge fan of the show in the first place. So. Yeah, I feel um, nothing. Yeah, it was uh, It was okay. It was fine. Um, John Goodman looks crazy now. Really? Yeah. He's lo- he's lost so much weight that he just looks hollow and crazy. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. He's not somebody who maybe should lose weight. Hmm. I mean, I whatever. I want, I want to hold on to a John Goodman for as long as we can, but I feel like maybe, I don't know. He's yeah, somebody he, who should maybe have a few more pounds. On I, he's meant to look like... Dan, you know, he's yeah. meant to be, yeah. have some extra LBs, I think. Yeah. So you did not, you did not go in for it. it no, not no. for me. Okay. Uh, glad I asked, though. Also watched The Kids Are All Right immediately afterwards, which was cute. The movie The Kids Are All Right? No. It's a new show. Oh, right, right, right. Michael Cudlitz, who used to be Abe, not Abraham, maybe Abraham. Yeah, Abraham on uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and they're Irish Catholic and they have a million children and it's the 70s. It was fine. Uh, somebody else. <laughs> I would be the worst TV reviewer of all time. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, that's my review of everything these days. Yeah. I, I guess it's fine. I feel yeah. nothing. Um, what was the other one I wanted to ask you? I can't find. Who are your current pop culture slash celebrity crushes? Ooh. Asks Jake Dalton. Oh, Jake. I mean, that's. I mean, what better question to give us? Who are yours? I don't think I have it. You know, oh, it's funny yes, you, you mentioned do. Nick Jonas earlier, and yeah. I don't have a crush on Nick Jonas, but Michael has somehow gotten it into his head that, that I never express attraction to, like, celebrities. Yeah. For some reason, I ha- I'm like, I don't want to contribute, or I, I don't know, I, I, like, resent, like, super hot public fig- male sure. figures, and yeah. I don't want to, like, contribute to the, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And so I never – I don't even know if I ever vocalized something about Nick Jonas, but now it's just become a running thing where if, he, if he's ever on TV or he has yeah. a new song or anything, Michael always kind of nudges me about it. So I, I guess I'll say he's, he's a very attractive. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, gosh, I don't really have any others. Really? Hmm. Mauricio from Real Housewives of Beverly. Ooh, I saw him true? in person. No. This is what I meant to tell you. Brian Moylan and I yeah. went to the Erica Jane concert. Oh, my God. Uh, in downtown LA. Oh, my and God. by the way, she put on a great fucking show. Really? Yeah. Like, I was watching it and going, she's doing more than Britney Spears has done in her the entire run. That's probably true. Her, just in terms of, like, energy and being there uh-huh. and, like, caring about your audience and obviously she's lip syncing and everything but um it's a smaller stage she's got four her dancers all are literally the guys from sharkies that you were just describing oh great um that's their vibe and they're all wearing like 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 um bedazzled jerseys and it's like a weird like like mikey her her designer guy has some strange ideas about costumes but we had so much fun um, and they were shooting the show. So yeah. we saw the other ladies. We saw Kyle. We saw, I think wow. Denise Richards was there. I didn't get eyes on her. Uh-huh. We saw um, Lisa Rinna with a long pony. Okay. 
So I didn't. Even, I couldn't even recognize her at first. Oh so that was God. the biggest headline of the Lisa night. Lisa Rinna. Well, that's exciting. So all that to say, and Mauricio was there. I guess okay. that's why I brought that up. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, let me see. Should I go alphabetically on mine? Do we want to go chronologically? What do we want to do? I think we want to start with with uh, most recent. Most recent. Um, definitely, John Krasinski is doing different things to me now than he has in the past. Oh yeah. Um, he is. Uh, I have not. Not so much that I'm going to watch Jack Ryan, but I could. Yeah. Uh, I thought about it. Um, I'm not going to watch it, but I'm going to Google what his workout is occasionally. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, James Vanderbeek holding in there. Um, He's not not on our televisions right now, but uh, certainly his Instagram with his brood of children where he's constantly – like building them a treehouse or a or a half pipe or he's he's always working a lathe in some way yeah um so it's like he's building shit with his hands but he's also being very tender to his children he's got a newborn i feel like they had it at home in a bathtub basically did it all on mm. instagram certainly yeah. i've seen a bowl that contains that child's placenta <laughs> Um, not in person but but on on his instagram sure. story so he's he's bringing it to me um I think really the hottest queer space uh, in the world right now is the likes and comments on anything Russell Tovey posts on Instagram. Oh, right. So he is probably – he probably occupies the number one spot right now. His Instagram is the new gay bar. It really is. I, honestly, I see everybody there and that's the thing. It doesn't cater to one specific kind. Right. It's not like a Mickey's where it's like only this kind of person goes there. It's not, you know, it's not the mother load. Right. This it's is what everything. the Abbey was 15 years ago. It's, it's exactly just like right. it, this is a fucking party. It's exactly right. Everyone's welcome. Yeah. He looks spectacular. His body is on point. Um, those big weird ears somehow work perfectly. He's got a good looking pair of dogs. Oh. Um, well, now he's I doing do want to follow him. In, uh, in England. You're not following? What the nope. fuck? Nope. I don't what? do any gay thirst nothing. But it's not it's not thirst. Maybe that's well, the Well no, appeal. it's the, it's a it's a it's a party from what it I It is hear. a party. Yeah, it would be fun to just drop yeah. through those comments and say hello to friends, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Sure. Yeah, you could do that. Um and, and I'm wondering whether Jackson Maine figures into my to my celebrity crushes right now. Oh god, really? Yeah, I mean I, yeah, with I, the voice? Um yes, with the voice. Wow. He is separate from Bradley Cooper, who of course is is spectacular looking, I think. Yeah. Um, beautiful eyes. Uh, I'm honestly, I was frankly more into her sleazy manager. Really? Yeah. I can see that. I was rooting for them. He's but. a little bit of a Nick Jonas type. Yes. You kind of yes. have to admit. Uh, sorry, Faye is audibly farting now. Yes, that is She's absolutely correct. That is absolutely fully. correct. Oh, dear. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So I think I think – We've that was an enlightening discussion. We've gotten to something. <laughs> Speaking of enlightening discussions, oh yeah. Well, first of all, if you have yeah, yeah, questions, yeah. if you have conversation starters, ice yes. breakers, whatever, send them to us uh, at our uh, Twitter feed at Homophilia Pod. Yes, um, we love hearing from you. We yeah. love connecting. Yeah, we really do. And speaking of connecting, yes, <laughs> um, this week is an incredible interview. Yeah, with uh, Deray McKesson. Oh my God. Uh, who's from the um, what do you what do you call that podcast universe? They're all in. Oh, the, the crooked media. The crooked medias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're really working our way through uh, the 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 queers over at Crooked Media. Yeah, I think we got them. Actually, think, actually, we have. <laughs> we we've got done. Them. We've done. We love it. We've had Ira, and now we have Deray and uh, it, oh, and Lewis. Oh, and Lewis, of course. Yeah, we got all four. So. Um, 
uh, buy his book. Uh, yes. I'm sure you're already following him. If you're um, not, you're crazy. He's a true hero. And he wore the vest. Of course. Coming up after the break to Ray McKesson. Hair loss. Oh, God. Hair well, loss. don't say it as if it's something you have ever experienced no, with that goddamn mane over there. No, but I can tell you it's a scary prospect. But you are you you you're not experiencing it either. Well, look, all I know is, thanks to science and thanks to the good folks at forhims.com, mm-hmm. which is a one stop shop for hair loss as well as skincare and sexual wellness for men, uh, I'm good. Okay, good. In all, all departments. Right. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat ED. That is erectile dysfunction. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions. They're not snake oil pills, not gas station counter supplements. Oh, those things freak me out. No. Those things freak me out. Like when I stop at a Chevron and I look in and there's like armadillo power or whatever. Like that's going to kill somebody. Yeah, and in my darker moments, I thought, should I? No. No, you should not. You should not. You should go to forhims.com. That's right. No waiting room. No awkward in-person doctor visits. No, you just answer a few quick questions. Chat with your doctor for a confidential review. Then products are shipped directly to your door. You answer the door. There's a box there. You open the box. It's all your stuff. Guys, order now. Uh, our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today while supplies last. Mm-hmm. See the website for full details. What is that website? It is forhims.com slash homo. Wait, one more time. Yeah. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash homo. I still didn't get it. You were doing it really fast. Forhims.com slash homo. Well, it's back to school time. It Dave. sure is. Are it's you late October? You, if you are just now going back to school, are you, you have ready? Some things. Have you got your trapper keepers together? Have you bought your books? Oh, I got my little Garfield pencil case. Yeah, um, I have a big, thick pink eraser. I've already made a pig out of it with uh, with thumbtacks. I've got my Lisa Frank collection together. But here's the oh, thing: nice. the point is, yeah. when it's back to school season, we're all on the go. Oh, that is so true. Plus, we're around people with uh, with germs and sicknesses and, and sore throats and yes. strep throats and yeah. things. And we're stressed as hell. Stressed as hell. We're having trouble sleeping. All of it. Yeah. So what do I do? I go for Care Of. Care Of can make taking care of yourself this autumn and winter very easy with personalized vitamin and supplement packets. Yeah, so whether you're looking for an extra boost to stay in shape after summer or you're you're wanting to add supplements for energy or stress or sleep because, as we know, it's back to school season. Yes, it is. Uh, care Of has tons of options to match your needs. Uh-huh. They all get delivered right to your door in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs. Perfect for your modern lifestyle. And better yet, your monthly subscription box can easily be modified at any time. That's right. So uh, when winter comes around and you want to give your uh, immune system a little boost, you can add that to your little packet. Guys, yeah. I, I'm I'm hooked on all things care of. They are taking me to uh, they're taking me to school. Yes. They're, they're giving me energy. They're keeping yeah. me healthy. They're getting you to the gym. They're getting me to the gym. They're getting you up up the side of a mountain. And helping me get my sweet, sweet sleep at night. That's right. God, they do everything. For 25% off of your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter HOMO. What was that? That is TakeCareOf.com. Enter HOMO for 25% off of your first month of personalized care of vitamins. We're back. We're back with DeRay McKesson. Woo, 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 woo. 
How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Really good. I should apologize to you and to the listeners out the gate. Just came from the dentist. Got some serious work done on the left side. Can't talk really well. You look great. You yeah. sound great. You look there are a lot great. of things you can do after an intense numbing. Podcasting is one of the few things you probably shouldn't do. Was it a cleaning? Was it a... My teeth are so jacked, we don't even have time to... A lot of dental justice things, you know, like the dental community is actually pushing for a dental therapist, which would be like the same thing as um, like nurse practitioners in the dental community. Really? And a lot of dentists who are against it because they think that it'll take away from like the dentist, but there are places where dentists just aren't. Like there's no sort of money in being a dentist. And there's this idea that dental therapists will actually uh, help manage. They'll be able to do everything but like major surgeries. Oh, wow. wow. And I don't know. Dental therapist. Who knew? Dental uh, justice. I need a real one. <laughs> That's the state that these teeth are in. But you're fine. How is the water going? It's okay. I'm, I'm going to be dribbling. Real too, just like nurse practitioners are real. Oh, no, no, no. And I don't discount them. I'm just saying my teeth are so jacked that I do need the, um, the you more need serious the most operations. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the highest level of dentistry. I'll be fully dribbling water down my chin okay. throughout this. But so far, it's all going in the mouth. Boom. Can you talk right. us through what's on the table? Because you pulled out a kind of a bumpy Kit Kat bar, and then there are two phones. So this Kit Kat bar is that I want to get your lucky Kit Kat. Yeah, this is like now melted. But uh, (laughs) the last place we were, they only took cards, and you had to buy at least $3 worth of something. And I just wanted a Kit Kat bar, so I just bought three because that was what I got. So I forgot I put this one in my back pocket because I ate the other ones. So that's that one. But my phones, I have a couple of phones. I have three phones, actually, but there are two right here. Uh, this phone got hacked. Uh, this oh, phone, wow. nobody has a number two. And the other one that's in the car is the one that, like, my sister and father, it's, like, the first number I ever had. So because this phone got hacked, I always travel with at least two phones just in case, like, one goes offline for whatever reason. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I was, like, sitting on a panel, and all of a sudden this phone was, like, it, the screen was, like, please activate your phone. And I was, like, that's really weird. I've never seen that before. And then I turned it off, turned it back on because, like, that's, it must be a glitch. And then it was, like, please activate your phone. And on Verizon, do either one of you have Verizon? Nope. Verizon, your PIN is automatically the last four of your social, and my social got dumped in something. So somebody called, got my SIM card changed over the phone, and then reset every account that they knew was mine. So, like, the codes, like, the two-factor went to a device that they controlled. So they got in my Gmail, my Twitter, all this stuff. It took me a very long time to get back into my phones. But luckily, I had another one. So I could, like, text and be like, please lock this. Please da-da-da-da. Oh, my God. Oh, so you got to it before they started, like, tweeting? No, no, no. But I, like, there's some, one of my really good friends has all my passwords. So, like, I could tell him, like, just go in and, like, lock it. Just go change them. You know, just change mm-hmm. whatever you can get into before the hacker does. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty special. What wow. – I mean, was anything revealed? Was anything – you you got out without I, any – I feel pretty uh, – you know, I'm, like, confident about the things I do. So okay. they got into my Twitter account. They, like, tweeted an endorsement of Trump. So, like, my other phone starts ringing because, you know, the press wants, like, a, they want, like, a quote about Trump. So that happened uh, – I don't use my Gmail for the movement, so, like, I don't know what they get. Like, the Gmail is, like, every email I got, you know, as a a teenager, so that wasn't really much to look at. So I think they thought they were going to get, like, movement things, and, like, I just don't use Gmail for that. So there was nothing really there that was interesting. Right. And they didn't really – they, like, you know, I think it was a hacker who was, like, more interested in proving that they could hack than, like, somebody, like, trying to, like, steal whatever secret I might have. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Jeez. No nudes were leaked. No nudes were leaked. <laughs> can I refrigerate this for you? Can uh, I get it back a to a solid state? You can have the ticket. This is a gift. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's a gift to the pod. Gift to the pod. You're welcome. <laughs> mm. That was free. You're welcome. A warm Kit Kat. <laughs> it's a little, a little uh, yeah, it's, it's sweating maybe. 
It might be mushy enough that I could eat it in my condition. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, but it's wafer. That's the, the problem. Is that it's so that the wafer, wafer is actually so hard. So the, yeah. the chocolate it's is true. moist. There's a hard <laughs> spine to it. Uh, so here on this show, we we generally start. Uh, by by asking what our guest is obsessed with in the world of popular culture. So when oh. you have moments to spare, if you're on a long flight, if you have a day off and you don't feel like doing anything, what are you obsessed with? Or, or do these things ever happen? Here's what I'm obsessed with in general is lead, is that if I wasn't spending time on the police and mass incarceration, I'd literally be a full-time lead activist. I'm uh-huh. obsessed with lead. Do you know why kids eat lead? No. Because lead is naturally sweet. Like, why kids eat paint chips uh-huh. is because, like, lead is naturally sweet. Isn't that crazy? Who knew? Ooh. That's, like, why kids are licking the walls, eating, like, all this stuff. So uh, that is what I'm, like, obsessed with if I wasn't focused on policing. Uh-huh. In popular culture, I've just started to watch Ozarks, and I think I'm a little obsessed with money laundering. Like, I think that yeah. – have, have you seen it? I haven't. Just the beginning. Yeah, it, it literally is, like, a tutorial on money laundering, and it's, like, <laughs> totally wild. So, like, third episode, fourth episode, it's, like, he's – it starts with him being like, if you got $5 million in money in a suitcase, what would you do? And he's like, you can't take it to the bank. You can't spend it. Da, da, da. So he goes through this process of like, he literally puts it in like a laundry bag. And it's like, you know, if you find that much money, new money, it's like too new. So like you can't, you need to weather it. Uh-huh. So he's like putting it in the in the washing machine with coins. And, and like I have a million questions. It's like what setting was that on? Was that heat? No heat. Like uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of questions about money laundering because of um, the Ozarks. Interesting. It's a very blue show. That's the thing I remember the most. Yes. Yeah. I saw. Yeah, it does seem and like how do he clean the money and like where does he buy the businesses? I think I'm like I'm like fascinated now with it because he's like and then the last episode I watched, his son walks in and is like, Teach me. So he's like sort of going through some of the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. about how he laundered the money and it's like that is interesting that if you came into possession of five million dollars, what would you do? And he's just like you can't you actually can't do all of these things that you think you would do. Right. And you're like, That's interesting. Yeah. So that's the, like random, but Breaking Bad got me thinking that everything in my neighborhood like every restaurant or nail salon or whatever front. that never has anybody in it is a front. Which, by the way, is every restaurant and nail salon. Like there's <laughs> For sure. there's a hookah bar, uh, like right right across. There's a little cute little wine bar that's always crowded with us, and then across the street there's a hookah bar that I've literally. Uh, it's been around for eight years. There's never been a single person in it, but it's always open. Like it's been a grand opening forever. Yeah, but nobody's ever in it, and it has to be an operation, right? Yeah, I'm, I don't know what investigate. I should. <laughs> I yeah, I do, I'm a little obsessed with the idea of going in and ordering a hookah and just seeing what the staff does. Yeah. Like if they're just startled. I'm sure they they can figure that part out. Maybe. I don't know. I but yeah, the the money I'm like fascinated with those arcs. Like that was that's like my new thing that okay. I watch on planes. Any okay. any like garbage television that you'll dabble in? I mean, those arcs isn't I mean, I mean, uh, I'm trying to like what else is on TV that I'm like no, I think that really is the only thing I've watched. It's, to me, a higher-minded program. Am yeah, I wrong? because I heard it was great. I was like, let me see. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I don't know. I need to, like, figure out what my next I – th- oh, this is us, not garbage, though. Oh, no. I'm, like, a season behind. So I've just okay. started to, like, catch up on – you know, they adopted the new – the other daughter. Deja. Yes. So I, like, am just getting into, like, that the hair episode. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just getting into that. Yeah. That is a show – that drives me crazy and makes me cry. Yeah, it's great. At the same time. Who knew Mandy Moore had it in her? I oh, know. I knew Mandy Moore had it in her. I didn't. I, like, I'm, I'm sad for doubting Mandy. And you know, Milo, that's not his name. That is, it his, is. Name. It is yes. his name, yeah. But he was the hero in Heroes. Do you remember Heroes? Sure. So I like have yeah. always been obsessed with him because Heroes was like the best show ever yeah. that really tanked. 
but he was great. I, his body is distracting sometimes. It's because a lot. people didn't look like that in the seventies. Nobody worked out like that in the seventies, right? It's true. But I'm fine with it. I'm yeah, not no, it's one hundred percent fine. But yeah, Mandy Moore really impressed. Incredible. Yeah, he's Christy, like all of them. I'm like, wow, you. This is like a just. I like like you guys. And yeah. I'm sorry, who did who they just adopted? Deja last season. Yeah, it was. I'm a season. I'm, I'm, I'm very behind. Best. Uh, adopted, like, or took in a foster and... Oh, yes, yes, yeah. foster child. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Mandy Moore. <laughs> no, no, I was no. like, as elders, they adopted yeah. a new adult? No, no, no. 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 Got, it, got it, got it, No, but they're starting... Now, they're, Mandy Moore is singing more often on the show now. Oh, interesting. And on... Uh, Do we still like her as a singer? Oh, yeah. Okay. Love her. But in the last... In the, in the premiere of season three, uh, she sang Moonshadow, which she does a version of Moonshadow on her album Coverage, which is an all-covers album, oh, which, is, uh, like, which is fantastic. It's one of my favorite albums of the last decade. Did you for ever real. interview her at MTV? We, we worked together. She had a show for she years. Yeah. So you already knew she was great. That doesn't count. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You but cheated. I mean, no, I've I've been, but I have been honestly, I've been, uh, I've, I've I've been a proponent Even of hers Kevin, for a long, long time. Kevin is like, Kevin is fantastic. Like, okay, Kevin. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm even sympathetic. I'm like, he hurt his leg. I'm like, come on, Kevin. The yeah, together. <laughs> he's fantastic. Yeah, he's so he's too good looking to be as funny as he is. Yeah, and like, kind of bothers me. Are you because it's notoriously cry porn, and I've seen probably the first half of the first season and have sobbed. Every single – the experience of it every time is Michael and I are like, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. This is so dumb. And then 30 minutes in, both of us are crying hysterically. Sure. Yeah. It always gets you. Yeah. Do you cry? Yeah. First se- – second season, Not I had found bad. the tears. But first okay. season, I was like – like all of it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this episode's and then the end it hits you, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe. Second season it. is like great storyline, just like not as emotional. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, and they get a little too uh, in season two. They get a little too caught up in the mystery of how Jack dies, which is right. the, to me the least interesting part of the story. I don't right. really care. So that like a lot of season two is tied up in that. Once they get past that, it kind of the, the good story. And come this back. is us is is very flashback heavy. Yeah. Which, like, sometimes you're down for, and then sometimes you're like, okay. I'm like, I don't know. Is is this the makeup that means they're old? Is yeah. this the makeup that means yeah, they're not yeah, yeah. old? Is, uh-huh. Are they dead? You're like, what is happening? Uh-huh. And there's sometimes I'm like, okay. I'm like, nope. I'm post-flashback. Yeah. Do we like the guy that Mandy Moore married, who was Milo's friend? Is no. he He's a bad guy, right? Oh, I don't like I don't him. Know. I don't like him in, yet in season two. I don't know if we like him more later. We, um, we're, we, we never really are told how to feel about him. I don't like him. I'm okay with not liking him. I'm yeah. like, it's a principal dislike. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. I feel like if I died, I would not want one of my friends to marry Michael. Yeah. Anyway, it just doesn't work that We'll way. come back to that question. Uh, did you try A Million Little Things? No. Which is the ABC kind of all friends, this is us that they're trying to do. I haven't seen it yet. I just saw a billboard five minutes ago, which is the first time I've. You know, it's funny. This is completely random, but do you remember a, a million, a million little pieces? Do you remember the James that? Fry book? Yes. Oh, right. That yeah. is why, and I remember that being such a disaster. So I've always held that against this new show, and mm-hmm. they are not connected. <laughs> They're not connected. You're like, at all. I suspect I'm going to find out that you lied I about know, all literally, this. Literally, I like saw stuff. the thing, and I'm like, nope. Oprah said it was bad. Yeah, Oprah's going to yell at the show. And I was like, no. Nope. Actually, she didn't yell. She just she quietly kind of stared James Fry down. Which was great because he was, deserved it. it he yeah, really and we all read did. that book. I read it. I was. Yeah. Like, I read it really quick. I was uh-huh. like, "This is incredible!" And then I was like, "And it's a lie." Yeah. Well, what's he up to now? I wonder. 
Somebody just told me he's still like he still consults on shows and stuff. Like he's he's still nuts. yeah. It's like the power of white people to always just bounce back despite like any contrary like insert uh-huh. Kavanaugh here. You know, you're like uh-huh. he's still surviving. Yeah. yeah, we should say we're we're recording this in the middle of the Kavanaugh mess. Yeah. By the time this drops, it'll have resolved itself in some way or another. Did you Maybe. see? Did you see recently that the news is that he said that he only found out about one of the allegations when it was in the New Yorker, but mm-hmm. they have text messages that suggest that he found out earlier. Yeah, like Ooh. you just are lying, buddy. Yeah. When he yelled at Senator Leahy, I was like, "Oh, this is." If I ever did that, mm-hmm. I would never work again. Like that was really wild. Yeah, he's a true piece of shit. Yeah, I, it's yeah. Um, details, details. I also want to get your take on a, a New York Times uh, alert that came in right when you walked in the room, which says that Joe Biden is running in 2020. I mean, which I know isn't everybody's running in 2020, but this is the first time that that has been a like a to me like a, a fact. Yeah, I, you know, when I think about 2020, the thing is that whoever runs against whoever beats Trump won't be running against Trump. They'll be running for a vision of America that's bigger than him. Mm-hmm. And like we don't have, I have not seen that person yet. I think that a lot of people are running against Trump. I, I think that like. I think that this is why people love Bernie is that Bernie like sort of punts on the how. Bernie like how questionable every time he talks about it. The what he has mastered. He's mastered sort of painting a picture of like universal health care. Did it like he the what you really get. And Mm -hmm. that's what like, you know, the goal is to find somebody who can do the how and the what. Hillary got the how down. The what was questionable. Her plan was like amazing. She when you heard her talk about the future, you're like, I have no clue what that looks like. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we can get somebody who can do both. Uh, Like get you get your candidate who can do both. Mm -hmm. That'll be. So you don't have a like a 2020 dream ticket. No, I think that like I think Deval Patrick's gonna run. I think that Biden's gonna run. I think that Bernie, Kamala, Corey, Elizabeth, um, Representative Joe—I forgot his name—Terry uh, McAuliffe, the former governor of Virginia. I think there are gonna be a lot of people who like come in, and then the space is gonna sift itself out really quick. Mm-hmm. And but f- right now, none of those people are super exciting to you. I mean, I think they're all exciting where they are. I don't uh-huh. – it's, it's not even exciting. It's like, will you break through? And, like, I don't know right. if you'll break through. Mm-hmm. I think that all of them have had glimmers. I think that Corey's bring it moment was a glimmer. And that Kamala has had some really good moments that are, like, cool. I've never seen Kamala give a speech, though, which is not her fault. It's my really, – I just haven't been around her, like, talking. I've seen yeah. her in hearings more than I've seen her do other things. Elizabeth Warren, I think, like, sometimes, like – you know, she the one note she hits, she hits it really well. It's like, can she do that outside of banking and consumer protection? Yeah. You know, have people seen it? I don't know. You know, like I think Kirsten Gillibrand will probably run. So I think that there'll be a lot of people who like are amazing where they are. Like, will that translate? Eh, questionable. Right. I mean, Kamala and Corey both brought me to tears in the Dr. Ford hearings. They were great. They were great. They were great. I haven't seen. Have you seen Kamala give a speech? I just haven't. I haven't either. Which is like not. I just like don't know. I haven't been around her. No, I guess not. I had Beto. You know, I don't. Beto said he's not going to run, but everybody says they're not going to run. He's having some great moments right now. Listen, I want a president in a sundress, looking like somebody (laughs) Winona Ryder hooked up with in uh, Reality Bites. Yeah. Um, I, I was annoyed that I didn't get that particular news update from the New York Times, but I just realized I had to mute the New York Times push notifications. Oh, well, they're garbage. Yeah. They're garbage because we live in like very tense times and they'll be like, breaking news, pineapples are back yeah. or whatever. Right, 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 it's yeah. like it'll be a trend piece and That's I can't right. have that anymore. Where do you get your news, Duray? I can't give away all my secrets. Oh. But when I wake up, I uh, have two news aggregators that I look at. 
People send me a lot of news because way back in the original, in the early protests in Ferguson, I started a newsletter that aggregated the most important news for the protesters to read. Uh-huh. And I always only chose five articles. Like, that was the thing. Like, I sent five articles out to everybody. Like, ton of people read it so I still get like people who remember that time who will be like Dre did you see this article did you like so that's the thing so that's sort of how I find them um, I use Flipboard which I like mm-hmm. which, like the app is is dope I actually am a big you know people every time I shout out products people think I'm like paid but I have a one of the phones I have is a Pixel, and Google News on the Pixel, Google News on the iPhone is a bizarre app. It's just like not, it's like not the same. Yeah. Google News on the Pixel or like the Android is actually an amazing aggregator, like one of the best news aggregators I've ever seen. Like actually pretty incredible. What's great about it? Like the curation is like stuff you just haven't seen before. Oh, okay. You know, it's like it's okay. really, I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that. Or like that was really interesting. Or, yeah. You know, like, and on our podcast, we cover um, the first half of the podcast is the news you don't know. Uh-huh. So we're always trying to find like some something that's really important that you don't know. It's like one. This was Sam's news that I was fascinating is that the Republicans are doing a really good job of pushing to decrease the consequences for nonviolent crimes, which on the surface is a good thing. What they're doing really quietly though is that they're actually reclassifying a whole set of nonviolent crimes as violent, and you're like. That is insidious, you know? Yeah. And, like, so we try and find those things that, like, you just, like, haven't heard of before. Uh-huh. Um, before we take a break. Before we take a break. I'd love to, I'd love to just, get just get some, some pop culture, pop culture <laughs> highlights, highlights. Uh, for your life. For your life. Like, top favorite movie of all time. Ooh. That was beautiful, by the way. Really was. That was unplanned too. You're welcome. <laughs> um, top movie. Uh, I don't know. Can we next? Okay. Hmm. Top. Top uh, favorite can musical. We do, art? Can we do different um, superlatives? Yeah. Like most memorable or like something. I need top is just like you know. I'm just it like, changes. What's the movie change. that you have seen the most in your life? The most. There times. we go. Here we go. We're hitting yeah. Movie that we've seen the most. We. I don't know why I always talk in the plural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awkward. Okay. <laughs> need a nap. We need a nap. Um, what movie have I? I'm not like a big rewatcher, actually. I think that uh, there was this movie my father liked called A Wrinkle in, not A Wrinkle in Time, something in time. It was like when death gets trapped in a tree, it's like in black and white. Death gets trapped in a tree. It's really old. I've seen it a million times. Death gets trapped in a tree? Yeah, like there's like some magic tree in... Um, and if you go up it, you can't come down without the permission of the person who was there when you went up. So he, so death like climbs up in the tree and like the kid won't let him down. And Can we research like, that real quick? Um, Dana's on borrowed time. That's what it's called. Oh, on borrowed time. time. That's what it's called. I've seen it literally a million times because like it was one of my father's favorite films and like he, my father's like a big um, movie guy. So when we were growing up, it was like, so that is probably the movie that I've seen the most random. Okay. I like the sound of that. All right. What are the last three things you uh, searched on uh, iTunes, music-wise? Ooh, I use Spotify. Okay. Um, but I searched uh, – oh, um, what's his name? See, I, Benji I don't know. and his brother. Oh, Good Charlotte? Good Man. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Oh. I searched some Good Charlotte songs. It, uh, and why? <laughs> He's asked some without judgment. Um, because I – because – it's so random. Because um, I was because I, I was with somebody and we were like trying to remember like what were the – because, you know, Good Charlotte was in that, in that moment of like 
Blink-182 uh-huh. and Panic at the Disco and, like, Fallout Boy. You know, like, mm-hmm. that sound was the sound. And we were just trying to remember, like, what were the good Charlotte songs? Like, it just came up. Yeah, well, I can't conjure. I mean, that doesn't surprise you, but I can't conjure one in my mind right but now. But it's what? difficult for me also. There's Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Yes. Which I only remember because it was a friend of mine's favorite karaoke song. That's You know it. Give me a little. And then, like, uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. I mean, if, by the way. vaguely. If I asked you to sing that song. That's what you would come up with, for sure. right? Just the most. But their, there was, their most famous one. There's something anthem. There's anthem for all your hands up. Something, something. Is I that them? I think that is them. I could be wrong. Though. So, yeah, it, it was them. And um, before, yeah, it was the anthem. Yeah. Um, it's Sia. I was mm. listening to Sia. Sia. So we had a book party in L.A. And Sia was there. And Sia's amazing. And um, I was listening to Chandelier because her, have you seen her, um, have you seen her carpool karaoke? No. You oh, must. wait. No, I'm lying. I have. Yes. I must. Have. You must. It's incredible. Because she I wears have... the wig the whole time. In the oh, car. she does. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't believe in celebrity. Oh. But she sings Chandelier. And you're mm-hmm. like, she, you know, like, people know Sia because she's written everybody's songs. But she also can legitimately sing. And sometimes it's called carpool karaoke. The music is, like, a little too loud. So you're like, is this their voice? Is right. it not their voice? You know, like, Adele's was great. Jennifer Hudson's, like, the music was a little too loud. She Jennifer was still great, but, like, it was like, turn the music down. Uh-huh. Justin Bieber's was great. But Sia's was, was like, you're like, okay, Sia. You know, so, like, she, those are the last uh, songs that I searched. Her voice is, of course. Mean. Incredible. You know, she wrote Diamonds, Rihanna, like, mm-hmm. all these things. Yeah. Have you heard her new Dolly duet? She has a duet no. with Dolly. No, I haven't really heard Really good. Oh, wow. I Dolly. I've never heard or watched a single carpool karaoke. Oh, you're missing Some of them are incredible. I don't know why I will never click on them, but I just never will. People send them to me all the time. And you don't have to like, you know, I like James Corden, but it is, the people are so, like Adele's, she raps like this Nicki Minaj thing, and you're like, I love you. You're like, yeah. that is great. Or like, even Bieber's, I like don't, I remember when Bieber was like singing in front of the, uh, bathroom mirror like way long ago on YouTube yeah. like way whatever but like I haven't followed his career but I clicked yeah. on his and was like this is excellent like uh-huh. excellent okay some of them yeah. are carpool karaoke is very winning yeah everybody always comes out looking very it's a very likable okay uh, vehicle do you have YouTube obsessions speaking of watching Justin Bieber on YouTube so I go through some spoken word obsessions where I'm like mm-hmm. literally it's like a dark hole of like I'm like okay why am I watching all these random poets so that is like a black hole I go through these um, Beyonce singing live obsessions mm-hmm. uh-huh. like I literally have probably seen every single video of her singing live and all these moments I don't know how much of a Beyonce fan you are but have you ever seen the video of her singing when her hair gets caught in a fan no. Yes. She's literally singing. She walks in front of a fan. It catches. Like her hair literally is caught in the thing. Oh, no. She misses no note. She's literally singing. Her head is like (laughs) tilted to the side. Her bodyguard comes over with scissors, cuts her hair out. She's still singing. And then people clap and she doesn't miss a beat doesn't like is not you're like that is incredible so when I need to get like energized about like what is possible I'm like <laughs> I just let me go down the Beyonce rabbit hole of like or like do you remember when people said she couldn't sing the national anthem they said she lip synced do you remember uh-huh. that yeah she called a press conference do you remember this press conference so no. she calls a press conference do you remember this vaguely she calls a press conference and everybody's like why is Beyonce like so all the reporters you know it's funny because reporters are neutral 
they come into this big room. It's like Beyonce's at the podium and they're cheering. You're like, okay, you got, like you're supposed to be neutral. And she literally says, thank you for coming. And then she sings the national anthem and walks off the stage. And you're like, I love you. I love it. Like, truly who can do that? You know what I mean? That's incredible. She literally like is like, thank you for coming. And then just starts singing. Yeah. And then people cheer and she leaves. And you're like, that's like, you're like, you win, you know? Yeah. Always wins. I love that. Do you, is there like a piece of pop culture, TV, movies, music, whatever, that you remember from your youth and that made you feel like, ah, that's like I see myself in that. The X-Men. Really? Mm. Yeah, like the X-Men. Which I write one? about it in the book. Like this, uh, there's a chapter called I Was Raised by Magic. And mm-hmm. it, the first sentence is it wasn't that I didn't believe in God, but that I believed in Storm more. Yeah. And I think about like all the lessons I learned about teamwork and power and restraint and like all the things like X-Men taught me. So when I, when I thought about like how to show up in the, like the X-Men was the first thing that helped me think about the world bigger than my own like reality. You know, like mm-hmm. X-Men did that. They were like my... Um, they were like my thing. Did you, uh, was it the comics? Was it the movies? The TV show. The TV show. Yeah. That's why it's like weird. Have you, you've seen the new trailer for, um, the Phoenix saga? Uh huh. No, I haven't. Oh, with Jean Grey, you know, like, uh-huh. I won't bore you with it, but the, so no, I was, I was into the comics during that era. I was a big, uh, like TV show every every Saturday morning, like that was like my. Uh-huh. It's great. Like she like loved the X Men, love Storm, love Rogue, like rug the whole crew. I learned so much from them. Yeah. Did they do the Dark Phoenix saga on the TV show? Yeah, and the the sort of unfortunate thing about it is that the Phoenix saga was was like endless. It was like. It was like when they started doing reruns, it uh-huh. was just the Phoenix. You're like, okay, guys, the Phoenix Saga times 10 million. I don't mm-hmm. need it. Yeah. Um, but I must have seen the Phoenix Saga a million times. Do you remember the gummy bears? Gummy sure, bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Uh-huh. The gummy bears were great. Um, <laughs> do you remember David the Gnome? By any of chance? course. I don't. Yes. What was Thank it? You. I say that and people are like, do you remember? And I'm like, yes, David the Gnome. It's like a thing. What um, was or, David the gnome? He's a gnome. Well, yeah. But yeah, that's I all mean, I got is that he was a gnome. He's like a lawn gnome, but he was like magical and old. And do you remember um, Zoobly Zoo? Sure. I mean, I remember that there was a Zoobly Zoo. Yeah, yeah. Who was the lamb chop? Was on the lamb chop. Sherry Lewis and lamb chop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of great memories. Do you Darkwing remember? Duck, Darkwing Duck. Oh. You're welcome. That was also free. <laughs> that's one of the greats. Do you remember? Is it called Day- Today's Special? About yeah. the department store, that, and then when it closes at night, the Ryan's nodding emphatically. When it clo- no, no, when it closes, what happens? I want to say it was a Canadian show, but it was on Nickelodeon a lot, and it was um, about a department store, and when it closes down at night, puppets come alive, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Is that right, Ryan? The mannequin came alive. The mannequin came alive. Oh, okay. This sounds. The puppet was a security guard. Sorry, yes, the puppet was a security guard. Oh. There is something about a mannequin coming alive at night that I. And do you remember um, Wild and Crazy Kids, maybe? Remember Wild and Crazy Kids? It was like a nature Mm -hmm. show, kind of? No, no. It was like a. It was like a. Then no. Wet and wild and crazy. It was one of those like slime comes down. <laughs> Wet and like, wild kids. That's like what it, it was like. <laughs> Not one, like you can't do that on television, but like a like a game. No, no, no. It was like Mark, whatever his name. Mark is. Summers? Summers. Yeah, it was like it, it was like those sort of shows. Was it slu- super sloppy Double Dare? No, I remember Double Dare though. I don't okay. remember super the super sloppy version. I feel like there was like a summer. I think you just made that up. <laughs> no, I swear. I think it was <laughs> never real. in that one. Yeah. That was like the like 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 Bachelor in Paradise version yes. of it was an <laughs> yeah. offshoot, but it stood on its I own. Do you right. remember like the original? Do you remember when Real World used to come on and it was like um, every yes. single? I don't know what yes. you're gonna say, but the answer every is yes. single. You, it was like every single episode leading yeah. up to the new season. Yeah, that's how I know all of them because it was sure. like 
and now they don't do that anymore, obviously. But it was like you just sit down and you start from season one. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. like Heather B. I'm like, okay, Tucking Amaya. Okay, uh-huh. like um, Melissa and whoever was on that episode. You know, like sure. all those people. Yeah. When did you fall off the uh, real world train, Trishel? Yeah. Yeah, Vegas was a rough one. Vegas was too. like the end. It was like, okay, I did it. I like mm-hmm. followed them all. I remember the fights. I know the coral. I remember all of you. Uh-huh. And then it was like Vegas was like, I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, it was just it was too it was too trashy. It was too Vegas. Yeah. There's some cute boys on it. Though. I loved um I love Boston with the older that was like the first older cast, remember? Like um What's his name? Like something. They were like older. There was like the first time there was like older people. Like. Yeah. Me, older meaning they were like 30. Right. They were <laughs> no, like not even. Like maybe 25. Right? I, I mean, know, They were just older. I remember them being older. It was like huh. a. I Wait, so the, for like re- the first few seasons, how old were, were they all around? Early 20s. Early 20s. Yeah. Wow. When Early I'm picturing their 20s. faces, I'm picturing el- older people. Right. But I like remember, yeah. I like totally. Like, literally, we just sit down and just catch up. You know, you're like, uh-huh. semester at sea. You're like, okay. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, it was like, Road oh. Rules, I never, like, I only knew the Road Rules people on the challenge, you know? Sure. Like, it wasn't, I never, like, watched Road Rules. Yeah. So, so you like the challenge. The challenge was it. And then that also fell out. Like, yeah. Coral was probably the last person I cared about on Road Rules. Uh-huh. Who was like, because she was Road Rules, right? Wasn't it? Or she was, maybe no. she was Road World. She was Real World back to New York. But yes. then she did the challenge. But she did the challenge. Yeah. Like, that's like the last time that I was like, okay, the challenge is cool. This mm-hmm. is interesting. There were moments in that show that were more homoerotic than most porn. On the challenge? On the challenge. Really? Um, um, one that I'm remembering specifically, it was, it, was pair, it was pairs of men, and they all had to use, they were all in Speedos, and they had to use their bodies to melt a big block of ice. So one would really? like would take the other and like move them back and forth in a speedo. Oh so you'd be laying your body over the block of yeah. ice, and and, and your partner would be like g- grabbing onto your legs and m- like okay, manipulating your body back and forth wow. to create friction. This is wild, yeah. And but it, and it would be like oh, CT. Do you remember, um, do you remember these, Real World? Um, New Orleans. Yes. With the gay... With Danny? Danny. Danny. Oh, we, we talked about I'm Danny, Danny and I have a secret. That's the first thing he says on the show, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and yeah, his no, boyfriend. We know your Where's Danny? How's Danny doing? Do you know? Um, Are you friends with Danny? I've met Danny. Um, and I don't know what he's doing, actually. I feel like maybe he's... I, I forgot. Let's, we'll find that Danny. out during the break. I hope he, he like, has, is living a fuller life now. Me too. Me too. I know the, uh, the boyfriend unblurred his face finally. Really? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do all this research during the year. Okay, cool. There we go. Wait, let me see. Oh, jeez. Oh, what well, do we got? Earlier this year, real-world gay icon Danny Roberts revealed his PTSD after MTV and offered advice for LGBT plus youth. How's Can he I looking? Picture? What is, what is Danny yeah, how is he looking? I mean, they, he totally was a guinea pig, and that is yeah. not fun. Yeah. Where's well, Puck? Is Puck still alive? Okay. Is Puck okay. okay. Oh, okay. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm is into Puck it. still around? Puck is very much still around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he gets yeah. arrested every few months, and you oh. read about it on the uh, Yeah, I like on the, on the It's internet. nice when people don't change. It's something remember comforting about that. Semester yeah. C, that big fight at Semester C. Yeah, like, so, do you remember that? I don't. Who when, was like, on she, it? It was like, um, oh, my God. Not Ma- Melissa was not Semester C. Amaya was not Semester C. No. Ayana. It was Ayana and... Whoever she was up against, okay. remember because somebody like put like uh, some something in the other girl's room and da da da. Like Ayana, Ayana was she, it was her and somebody else. Maybe it was Melissa. 
but they like it was an epic battle. Yeah. Semester C, mm-hmm. I'm somebody go overboard. It. Yeah, it was like a not overboard, mm-hmm. but it was like a whole thing. Yeah, interesting. I follow Ace from the Real World Paris on Instagram. Tim building things in Georgia. Wait, who else? I don't even know who's in the Real World Paris. Yeah, that was, was after Las Vegas. It was probably after Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah that was the one that the CT was on. It was literally a life goal of mine to be on the real world, and I yeah. applied. And I remember I got like one of the like initial call, like come to the Ooh. whatever. But it was the same time I committed to something else, and I remember being like, "You said you were going to this other thing. Like you need to keep your words." I didn't go. It's one of my big life regrets. Mm. What time period are we talking? Like what season would it have been? I was like twenty. I'm thirty three, so I was like tw- I was like just I was like as old as you possibly could be to still be on the show. Right, right. So I was uh-huh. like probably ten years ago. Like okay. yeah. Okay, it's for the best. Yeah. It's for the best. I was like, it was like a life goal. Though. I was like, oh my god, I want to like move. I want to like be in the house. Uh-huh. Seattle yeah, was great. Yeah. I didn't even I know what Lyme disease the was. The path that you chose is <laughs> it's a yeah. up. it's a higher path. Yeah, uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna do some quick research on road rules semester at sea. We'll be back, BRB, and we'll be we'll right be back. back. Well, if you're looking to find your next gay relationship, Chappie has gotcha. It's an online space where you can meet meet like-minded guys. And they make it simple. They've got this sliding scale Uh that does the work for you. And this sliding scale uh, has got something on the left. And that's if you're looking for something a little more romantic. That's Mm -hmm. if you want to go on some meaningful dates. You want to have some soul connections. Yeah. Or you can swipe to the right. Yep. You slide it over there. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're looking for something a little bit more... You know, in the moment. A nooner. Yeah. A Uh, nooner. Yeah. uh, A 2 a.m. or what have you. Whatever. Whatever. And by the way, people can't see where you've slid your your scale. So, like, if you're all the way to the right and you're just having a little little hoe-out moment, nobody needs to be the wiser. Yeah. No, there's no judgments at Chappie. Yeah. You just get matched up with people who are in your general neighborhood. It's just about you and your next experience, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So download Chappie today and find your next gay relationship. Pause this podcast right now, guys. Search for Chappie in the App Store. Mm -hmm. That's C... How do we spell it? C-H-A-P-P-Y. Chappie. Just like it sounds. Hey, welcome back. So we we have new intel, hot new intel. First Straight of all, out of 2013. Did we get yeah, you go. Okay. What is it? Give it to me. Danny Roberts from The Real World, and I sort of remember this when it happened, on Watch What Happens Live, uh, hook, uh, revealed that he hooked up with a male challenge co-star who is straight and married now. Ooh. So. Find out. Really? Who it is. So, yeah, we, I don't, I mean, that's all the information I have for you right now. Ayana and Veronica, that's who it was. Ayana and Veronica. Yeah, Veronica. Veronica was trouble. And, and I'm glad that I looked this up, too, because I had forgotten about a Powell and Pua. And yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Someone named Yes. Yes, Duffy. Did, anyway. did, did, did they um, last the whole season, though? You know, I don't remember. For some reason, I want to say that they were like one of the absent cast members. I mean, yeah. Okay. Oh, somebody who disappeared mid-season. Yeah, just yeah. like, remember Tuck was sort of there, but Tuck wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. Tuck's a, Tuck and Amaya, remember Tuck and Amaya, Hawaii, Semester CY? Sure. I mean, not Semester CY, they were at their real world Hawaii. Real world Hawaii. Where Dave, they got this is unrelated, but something I've been meaning to ask you for a while because you just said the word Duff is the Duff from MTV uh-huh. is Karen Duffy. Yes. Right? Yes. And we never talked about her being friends with Carol yeah. Redswell. She is friends with on, Carol Redswell. And did wasn't well, she's not the one who was a Republican. 
No. That was Kennedy. No, it's Kennedy. That's okay. Kennedy. Kennedy has a show on Fox Business Channel. Okay. Every day. So I don't trust her. Yikes. No. And the last thing I'll say about the real world is remember the um, best friends from Boston? Yes. In Seattle. Was it Seattle? Nathan and David. Yes. David's like a big wig at the LA Times now. Really? Yeah. He's like this big marketing guy. <laughs> you look so oh, proud. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. They yeah. were great. <laughs> he was, uh, I think it, or he might be back at the, he was at the Onion and then the LA Times. And now he might be back at the Onion. But he's like this big marketing guru now. Remember Seattle was important because it was the first time a TV. It was 9-11 with Seattle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like they brought a TV in and it was like the first time that the Royal Cast members had a TV. I was, I literally watched so many of the oh, yeah. It's a life goal. I did not, one of the many goals I did not achieve. It's mm. fine though. It is fine. You're still very young, still possible. They could reboot it at any time. They yeah. Could. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to do one of those kinds Probably of shows not. now though. I know. But it was like a real, yeah. It'd be a fun way to spend three months, maybe, or awful. It could yeah. also just be and toxic. no phone, no computer. Like, right. of course, you guys are ready to kill each other. Yeah. The, uh, at I.O., the place where I used to do improv on Hollywood just down the street, they, uh, the season where they came back to Hollywood, that was their job was taking improv classes oh at I.O. God. So the, at the time, the artistic director, who was probably mid-40s, like, the, you know, the, there, was, there was classes and then they would go down to the bar that's connected and then it would be like, hey, let's all – go back to the real world house and sometimes the artistic director would go and oh, then he would no. get there and he'd be like there are cameras here and I've had beers and I have a wife and children <laughs> like I can't do yeah. this this yeah, is yeah. terrible this would be I did want to be one of the friends that called in though oh know? of course oh yeah like hey how are you doing mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah just a quick dip at in the, the hot bottom tub. it's like friend to Ray McCassie yes <laughs> yeah Details. the dream the dream boom, so speaking boom. of friends mm-hmm. and more than friends mm-hmm. Is that a good transition? Uh-oh. I like that. Um, what is your current relationship status? Single. Oh, that was a quick answer. I am. I am single. Mm-hmm. I dated, I've dated two people since the protest began, and we're not dating. I mean, like, I didn't date them together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounded random. Uh, yeah, but single. Two people since the meeting, we're, going, we're talking, like, in the past, like, four, four years. years. Okay, so you are being selective. I mean, I hope we all are, right? Like... I mean, yeah. I'm not single, so no. But when I wasn't, I was definitely not selective. <laughs> yeah, I um, like you know. Yeah. So part of it is I travel so much, and right. da, 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 so it's like having to find somebody who is who like is secure enough in like what we have that we don't have to be in the same city. Or like you travel too, and that's perfect because like we're always crisscrossing each other, you know, and like yeah. that's okay. Um, and like people who are like you know, like they can they want to be in the world and of the world and those sort of things. So I don't know. We'll see. I want to get married one day. I want to, I think I want to have kids. You want it all. I want it all. Um, when you say b- being in the world and of the world, is that like a, is, are, is that like a kind way of saying like sometimes people are just too dumb? No, no, no. It's like, so some of the things is that like I, I, I live a public life in some ways and like some people just don't want to participate in that, which is like totally fine. Yeah. Sometimes that's just like hard, right? Yeah. Um, it's like hard to not be able to go somewhere with somebody because they like don't want to blah, blah, blah. Or like we'll show up on like a gay activist blog or something. Or, like, right. So I get that. So like trying to make sure that there's like a balance between like the public stuff. You know, I write about being gay in the book and in while I'm – that is important to me and I'm happy I wrote about it um, because I'm gay every day is that it being gay was actually the only 
like love was the only thing that I never had to share with people because I like mm-hmm. I was too many present in middle school and high school and college and so around my peer groups I've always led a public life, but like I but like love was the one thing that was just mine. You know, right. it was like mine. It was my thing. And now that I talk about it more, I write about it. It's like I no longer have like a thing that is like just mine. You know, it's like just a thing only my closest friends know. Like everything else is pretty public. Yeah. Um, so that's weird. That's weird since the book came out. And is there also a challenge in just um, dating guys who can keep up with you intellectually? I don't know why I'm trying to make it to make it out that everyone is too dumb for you, but I don't know. I've uh, I think I'm, I like like people who like um, the last two people I dated like weren't activists. They were like really great at the thing they did. You know, it's like one was a photographer, one like does does business stuff. You know, like. And like I, you should be great at what you do. You know, like I wanna, I wanna be a cheerleader too. I'm like, I yeah. wanna come mm-hmm. and like, like, ah, it was great. But even if they're not activists, they have to have a a certain level of understanding. Yeah, I want to be able to like talk about what happened in the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and not be like that was not it. You know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. that's awkward. You're like, mm, that was a hot take. That was a bad take. Yeah. yeah. What's like overall your sort of relationship history? When did you start dating? Not until I was twenty. Four or something. Okay. Twenty four, twenty five. I've only right. dated probably like four people ever. Wow. Right. Um, so, so what happened when you were twenty four, twenty five? I dated the first person. I was at a coffee shop in New York. I was at brunch, not a coffee shop. Where was this it? This guy in Morningside Heights, okay. like by Columbia. And this guy walked up to me, and he was just like, "I want to take you to breakfast." It was like the most random. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Not." Nah. I like wasn't in the closet, but like me and these friends had another conversation. This guy like literally just walks up to our table, like puts his business card down. I was like. This wow. Is. So it was like we had a quick conversation. How did that I feel? Seen, it was like flattering and crazy. You're like, this is crazy. It was like very New York. It was like a TV show. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So so I think I'm, I'm like open and, and like interested in, uh, but not like rushing it, you know, like I, I get to meet a lot of amazing people. Um, you know, I feel like in some ways I've been on the road for four years. So it's it's cool now to be like not slowing down, but just thinking about like where I want to spend my time. You know, only this year, this year, probably a couple months ago is a uh, is the first time I've lived alone in four years. Like I've essentially lived with like my second parents in the basement uh, for the past four years. Yeah. Um, and I'm like excited to like live alone. Yeah. Like yeah. those sort of things in a way that I just like haven't been able to do. Right. Um, so yeah. You say second parents. Yeah, like my, my parents, my father raised us. My mother left when I was three. Yeah. So me and my father and sister are really close. But then I have like Robin and Dr. Wood are two people in Baltimore. They live in Memphis now. But I like Robin was my first boss when I was like, a teenager we stayed mm. really close when Freddie Gray got killed I moved back to Baltimore and I like I literally I call Robin like can I just like stay at the house tonight and then I just never left so I was there for like three years uh-huh. so I lived with them for a long time so I like haven't been alone and since I lived in Minneapolis you know yeah and right. where do you live now Baltimore okay be more I spend a lot of time in a lot of places but I like live in Baltimore I like pay taxes in the wonderful mm-hmm. state of Maryland and yeah so in the Baltimore, where, uh, where, where, and how would you meet people? I don't know. Good question. You tell me. I'm okay. Looking. You tell you're me. You're not on the apps. Not on the apps. Jazz, you're the second person. That, we did another. Uh, we did a another gay magazine thing, and they asked me about the apps too. Um, Jack supported me when I ran for mayor, so wow. they did like a nationwide alert, which is very sweet. So I have a relationship with the people of Jacked. But you're not currently a user. You don't find relationships with people through Jacked. 
but I have a relationship with the company. Sure, gotcha, sure, sure. Gotcha. We appreciate okay. them and we support them absolutely. Yeah, they, uh-huh. May they sponsor this show if sure. they feel so inclined. We're welcome. <laughs> we welcome them. So yeah, so is it is it's face to face? The way you meet people best or Yeah, and like through... I meet a lot of people like on online and, and like social media just in general, like not to date, but just like, you know, I think about um I'm trying to think about like what is a good story. Snowden, I know Snowden from Twitter, right? Like that was like our first connect. Mm-hmm. So people like that. Um did like, you get, did not date. We did not no, date. Just... <laughs> Snowden is a girlfriend <laughs> who visits him in Russia. Um and and then I, you know, one of the things, there are a lot of amazing people doing good work that I'll just send a message to you being like, I would love to have dinner. I would love to do do whatever. Um, so I met a lot of really cool people like that. You know, I don't drink. So I do a lot. Like I just met with somebody yesterday, yes, two nights ago in L.A. Yesterday. Yesterday in L.A. Whoo, time is flying. And um, you know, she was like, do you want to go get drinks? And I was like, actually, don't drink. Let's get dessert. So I do a lot of dessert dates, you know. Oh, I like that. Let's go get dessert. So we got great dessert, uh, so which is cool. So yeah, so like I want to do that. I like I'm always down to like me. I met a ton of amazing people like on Instagram or like on Twitter or like people really helping to like think about the world differently. And I, you know, there is this idea that we do this. I do this work really quietly, but um, you know, all the bad people know each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of time trying to connect the good people. So like when I meet, I actually need to do this because I completely forgot. But I need to. So like I, there's this architect in. Um, New Orleans, Brian Lee, who does like amazing design justice work, like the this idea that all of the injustice you see in the world is actually baked into the architecture. He's great. Oh, so wow. when I meet like new people who do design stuff, I'm like, I want you to meet Brian, right? Like that, like part of what I can do is like help make people's worlds bigger. Mm-hmm. So like Brian's amazing, and I want to connect him to as many people as I can. Or like, you know, I was just talking to Franklin Leonard, who runs the Blacklist here, and like I want to introduce him to one of the people at a major footwear company who's amazing, who cares about all these issues and like, they should just know each other. You know what I mean? So I do a lot of like, so I'll reach out to like, uh, you know, artists that I see like young, like black kids online who are like budding, whatever. And it's like, let me introduce you to this really important, whatever, just so you can like know them. Right. This idea that like the good, the good people just have to know each other and you need a relationship like much bigger than me. Um, And like, if I can do that, like, yeah, that's my like way of paying it forward. Yeah. And are people ever doing the same for you specifically on the romantic front? I think people, you know, I think uh, most people think that I'm dating. So they think I'm like in a relationship. They like, they, so I don't get a lot of. They assume you're unavailable. Yeah. They assume that I'm unavailable. And I'm, you know, I'm, um, and I've been close to a lot of people and like that is cool. So, so yeah, some people, yes, but a lot of people know. Like a lot of people think that I'm, they think I'm like dating and they just don't know. Why do they think that? I don't know. But they do. So mm. it's like, it's like, okay. They're just like, he's a catch. There's no way someone like this could be, that, that someone has him already. Or like, because I don't really talk about it. They like think that I'm like, it's like this private part that uh-huh. I just like haven't, you just haven't met him yet. You right, know, right, like, right, right. Meet him. right. And then people like don't know how to ask. So it's like, fine. You know, and I'm at a point now where like, I don't do the work for other people. Like if you aren't like, if you can't form the question, I'm just not answering it. Right. Like I'm not going to like proactively it's like you got to be big enough to like ask the question and I like answer anything I'm asked, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. What are the qualities that you look for? Like what is – what's your 
What's on your vision board? Driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to be good at what you do and not delusional, right? Like if you're one of those people who like thinks you're a great singer and then like it's awful, like that's a nightmare, right? Have you dated that person? No, no, no. no. But okay. I'm just saying I know those but, people. Yes, they're out there. <laughs> not dating those people. Um, like I want you to like be self-reflective, you know? Like I think about all the – I've done a lot of work on like what I – like the ways I need to grow and like I can talk about it and da-da-da. And like we don't need to be at the same place and Lord knows I have work to do. Uh, but I want to be in a place where we can like talk about like the way we need to grow. Like I think about in the book, like I, this chapter is called um, – I was really, uh I can remember her now without sadness. It's about my mother leaving. And, like, one of the reasons why I wrote the chapter is that, like, I know that every room I walk into, I'm always carrying her absence. That, like, that because she left, it sort of feels like everybody could leave. Mm. And that this idea of, like, what does it mean to be worthy is actually, like, a big deal for me. That I, it's in every room. It's in every relationship. It's always present. And, like, that took a lot of work for me to be, like, to name that and to say, like, how do I know that that shows up in the room without hurting you and without changing the way I love you and, like, those sort of things, right? And I want to be with somebody who can, like, be self-reflective of their own life and, like, what that looks like, you know? And I and I want, like, an adventure. I love adventures. Like, I want to – I think about there's somebody I'm close to now and he had a big um, – he, like, had a big milestone at work and – um, I got like 50 balloons delivered to his job in the middle of the work day, right? Because it's like people should like experience sort of joy and fun. And like my sister um, is a principal at an elementary school in Delaware. And like randomly, I got this like ridiculous edible arrangements like delivered to the office in the middle of the day. Like I want people who I want to be close to somebody who like loves joy and like yeah. adventure and those sort of things, you know? Yeah. I like that. I do too. I. I think it's available for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy. I have faith. I'm like a, I believe it'll, you know, time will do its thing. Well, we should tell you there is something called the homophilia bump. It's undeniable. Which whoop, time whoop, and time whoop. again, yeah. the data has proven that when a single person comes on this show and expresses an interest in dating, mm-hmm. just open up the DMs because they will come. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Like CT on a giant block of ice. They will slide right in. Like CT. I like those glasses, by the way. Thank you very much, Warby Parker. Not a sponsor. Thanks. I like the vest. It's a good vest. The vest is iconic. You, they don't make this color anymore, but um, you should, you know, vests are cool. Uh This is, the vest means a lot to me. Sure. And you, I've heard you say that people often give you vests as like gifts because they think they think I have this think. like affinity for best they, they, right. they think that like I think this is like the best outerwear and I do love it but uh, I have like two black vests I have like a, another blue vest from like a comedy show I was on I would give a lot of vests now that just like rack up dust because yeah, they're not getting worn I mean this is the uniform I do actually do wear I've never taken a picture in it but I do wear the black vest when this is getting fixed so Patagonia will, will fix this the same day for me as long as I turn it in time because wow. I've never not had overnight. Uh-huh. So when I when this is getting fixed, there's another one that has like DeRay at DeRay with the Twitter bird embroidered on it, which is dramatic. Uh, but I won't <laughs> take a photo. I like we just won't. I won't take a photo in it. I like won't po- like it's just like because I don't need the conspiracies around like a black vest out there. But uh, <sighs> and the vest is a Twitter account. I didn't make it. The Twitter account. It's funny when I was a chief of human capital in the school system, the Twitter account would just tweet during the workday, like the guy who runs it would. And I get these calls being like, Dre, please stop tweeting. I'm like, guys, it's not me. Like, it is the vest. <laughs> What's the vest, like, voice? What's his or a little snappy. sensibility? A little snappy. A little snappy, like yeah. a little sarcastic, fun. And people talk to the vest, right? So it's not like just the vest talking to other people. Like, people are like, oh, did you get washed today? Did you do that? So that's, it's, that's <laughs> cute. And I don't, I don't run the vest. I have no 
the best does its own thing. But mm-hmm. how does that feel to have a part of you that isn't you speaking? Uh, you know, I I didn't wear the vest. I like didn't start wearing the vest for for anybody else. I like wore it for myself. You uh-huh. know, uh-huh. and um, so I don't like. I try not to get too wrapped up in that. Like I know that I'm a customer. You know, we just. There's this recent interview that Rose, the CEO of Patagonia, did in Vanity Fair when they asked her about, like, is Dre Swanson? And she's like, he's a customer. And it's like, I'm a customer. I just, like, believe, yeah. you know, I don't have to buy a million of them because it works. You know, I'd like, right. works. They're kind. I don't really, I'm, I dress pretty basic. Yeah, you know, like, a, it's like a button down shirt, vest, t shirt. You know, it's like not, no frills here. Right. So I don't really even need a lot of, like, Things um, to have like a Patagonia book bag because I used to have an L.L. Bean book bag that was like my you know I went to school in Maine mm-hmm. L.L. Bean rings I had this embroidered L.L. Bean book bag and like we all got embroidered stuff because like L.L. Bean's the only thing that was open twenty four hours mm-hmm. and so like everybody had like you could embroider anything we all got embroidered stuff and when I got arrested in Baton Rouge I had my book bag on I didn't plan to get arrested if you plan to get arrested you make a whole different set of decisions when you when you get arrested and you don't plan to get arrested you're like screwed so I like would have never had my book bag if I had planned to get arrested you know because I had all this stuff in the book bag and they have to log it it was just a nightmare but anyway they took my book bag and I never got it back so the oh. book bag that has like my name on it the Baton Rouge police are like they lost it that's what they have said publicly oh. so Patagonia saw that in the news and they like sent me another one so I like have a Patagonia book bag uh-huh. and like you know so I am very patagonia up now um, but mostly because the other stuff that I had was, except for the best, the other stuff like got taken by the police or something. Wow. Uh, we should, I'm sure people know this, but we should tell them that this is the, this is the same vest that you wore like in Ferguson back to like 2014, right? I've been wearing it. Same it, one. Yeah. It keeps me grounded. It's like my tattoo, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, you wear a tattoo for you. You don't wear a tattoo so like other people could make comments about it. Yeah. Um, and this is like my tattoo, you know, that keeps it remind. you know, you think about, if you saw us marching in the street in August, September, and October, 2014, it wasn't that we loved marching. It was illegal to stand still in those months. And if we uh-huh. sit still for more than five seconds, we were arrested. And I never want to forget that, you know, I never want to forget how fragile yeah. freedom was in that way. Yeah. Have you been back to St. Louis at all? Yes. Yeah. And, you? you know, it's like, you think about, um, you think about most of the cities where, change was born you think about Selma you think about Montgomery you think about St. Louis is that like for all of the work around awareness that those places spurred like the outcomes haven't changed in them right mm-hmm. we have a lot of work to do so when people are like congratulations right? it's like we haven't won yet right they're like we we did the awareness stuff we're talking about these issues in ways that we've never done in public before the outcomes got to change though so I'm hopeful you know you think about the source when it was a decade long work of activism to get the things they got like the acts and the the laws is that we're only four years since the protests began and like I'm I'm hopeful that like the awareness was the beginning and you know you remember in 2014 people talked about Ferguson as the problem America wasn't the problem Ferguson was a problem and now people are like okay I get it that like this is an issue everywhere and you, you know we spend a lot of time on like the things that people don't know so you think about like there's a law in California that says that any investigation of an officer that lasts more than a year can never result in discipline regardless of the outcome that doesn't make sense. In Cleveland, they destroy police officer disciplinary records every two years. In Maryland, there's a law that says that uh, you can file an anonymous complaint against an officer for everything except brutality. And you're like, that doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time trying to uncover those mm-hmm. things. What is the biggest thing, if you could if you could point to something in your own life that has changed the most significantly just in, in, in the past few years now that you are known as an activist and as an acclaimed author, 
of the book, which we'll talk about in our intro as well. Um, not to mention podcast hosts and everything. What's the biggest change, um, if any, that that has brought in your own life? One is that, uh, like, I'm not convinced we're designed to to experience as much feedback as we do. Mm-hmm. Like, what I loved about the beginning of the protest is that we were sort of tunnel visioned. Is that like I had the same influence from. At 10,000 followers as I did at half a million. Like, we were just so, you know, you know Mike Brown's name, but the police killed nine more people in St. Louis right after Mike, right? So we were, like, just tunnel-visioned. I had no clue that the world was watching us and the way they were until I left. You know, like, it just wasn't. We were, and I missed that. Like, the tunnel was, like, really, it allowed us to just stay focused, and, like, we weren't, nobody was trying to do, I don't know. It was just, like, we were really focused. And now it's, like, I live in a world of, like, a lot of feedback. So, like, people... Like, I read, like, legitimate people write, like, I'm sponsored by Patagonia. And you're like, that is crazy, right? Or, like, I get stuck in these things that are like, what is happening? So that's, like, one thing that is different, and, like, I don't love that. Mm-hmm. The second is um, I do get to meet a lot of people, and, like, that's dope. Like, I meet a lot of incredible people who just are looking for a way to enter and don't know. And, like, if I can be your entrance, let me help. If I'm not your entrance, but I can point you to your entrance, like, even better, right? Like, whatever. So, like, that's really cool. I get to, like, sit in the nexus and, like, just help people figure out how they can make a difference. Um, and the third is I think I'm, like, much more obsessed with, like, systems and structures that, like, you know, God didn't create Earth Man and white supremacy that, like, we made that stuff up, right? Yeah. And that, like, because, uh, you know, when we say the system is broken and people say, no, it was designed to be that way. Like my takeaway from that is that, oh no, it was designed, right? People made it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like obsessed with that. So we do a lot of data projects and those sort of things. And not that I don't believe in programs. I do, you know, I like open up an after school center, train and support a third of all the new teachers in the city of Baltimore for two cycles. So like I believe in programs, but I'm like obsessed with like the system stuff, like the laws, the policies, like how do we change things at the root, like reallocate resources, like, because I know that it's never a matter of like, is there enough? It's always a matter of will we, right? That like Trump just gave $700 billion to the military. It would take $125 billion to take every single person out of poverty. Like it's never a matter of like, are there resources? Uh, and you think about even like the, there's a great AIDS activist who, Dr. Krim, who says um, she is, she's talking about the initial AIDS crisis. And she's like, we allowed this to happen, you know? And you think about, like, all the things that we've allowed to happen uh, as a reminder that, like, we could have made different choices, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, your your book is called On the Other Side of Freedom, The Case for Hope. And the case for hope is an important part of that, right? Because you do have an – there is an optimism to that that – yeah, hope is like the belief that our tomorrows can be better than our today's. Hope is about possibility. And I like am ever rooted in like this idea that like it doesn't have to be this way. That part of our work uh, isn't just to tear down all the bad things, but like to build the good, right. right? That we can let everybody out of prison tomorrow, and that's not the presence of justice, right? Uh, so we got to do, we got to get rid of the bad stuff. But we also have to build the good stuff. And I'm like upset. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? And I spend a lot of my time trying to understand those things and like tease them out and play with it, you know? Yeah. Right. Thank you so much for being here. I could talk to you all day. Hey, not all superheroes wear capes, but some wear vests. That's right. People say that about you. The eventual biopic that'll be the (laughs) game. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Who would play you, by the way, in the biopic? Just as we, we I don't know. Come on. I don't know. I want. I want us to talk about that stuff when we win. Okay, great. Biopic when we win. Done. Great. Done. Think about it. Shaboopy doo, shaboopy doo. 
DeRay McKesson. Wow, what a what a what a what a what a what a journey. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm blown away. I really enjoyed my time with him. I'm blown away by him, by his uh, his work, and by that conversation. Yeah. And by his vest, of course. And by that spectacular vest. Man's doing good work. Thank you for coming, DeRay. Thank you, uh, Ryan. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. Thank you, Faye. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ben Weiss, for the music. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave. See you next week. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.